You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. A safe space for St. Louis to learn about soccer. This is Soccer 101 with Michelle Smallman and Moon Valjean. Welcome into Soccer 101. It's a safe place for St. Louis to learn about and discuss soccer because St. Louis City had their first match versus Austin FC Moon. It was a game filled with drama, excitement, scoring, and City walks away with their first victory. How you doing? Honestly, sweet relief, but uh, as my wife can attest, um, I'm going to have heart issues this year. This is, <laughs> I, I was screaming at the television. I couldn't sit down. She was even screaming at the television. She's not a sports screamer, uh, if you will. I mean, <laughs> she was coaching from the side couch. I'm telling you, it was, uh, it was really exciting, but what a relief. What a match and a perfect start for St. Louis City SC's season and team. I mean, what a start. I watched every minute. I Before we taped this morning, I went back and I watched the recap on Apple TV because I just wanted to, to watch it again. And I have so many takeaways from this game. But first things first, last week when we were discussing this, you were really worried about this. You were like, Austin FC, the Verdes, they're very good. I We could potentially get rocked. And not only did City win, but they looked good. They did look good. Um, I have a ton of critiques. I like to do. Uh, <laughs> I like to do uh, the letter grade things, you know, and kind of follow players and, and and try to really like mark down every little loss of possession or every successful pass and like kind of figure out letter grades uh, just to see you know strengths and weaknesses. Um, almost like a coach would, you know, like a, like an assistant coach, kind of like writing down everything on a clipboard. This is not a good start for Austin, but they're still a cup contender. I'm telling you, that's one of the best teams in the league. And uh, this is going to give us great confidence, not only because we won our opener, but because we did win against a top four or top five club in this entire league. Austin, though, showed a little bit of weakness in the backfield. We both lost defenders there early in that first half of the first half. And the substitute for Austin that made that ghastly mistake in the backfield that caused a goal is a St. Louis kid, Kip Keller. He played for St. Louis FC. He was a Billiken. He's from St. Louis. He's a Gallagher guy. So you got to feel bad for him because he's super good. He just made a mistake. It's a rough start for Austin. But dude, watch that team. They're still a great team. And it's just uh, another reason that we should be really proud of ourselves because we just put together more energy. Do you watch Ted Lasso? I love Ted Lasso. So I feel like I, this episode, I'm going to be like Ted Lasso and you're going to be like Coach Beard. 
or you're going to be like Roy Kent because I'm going to be the positive Polly and then you're going to have the critiques and then a little bit of the edge and the toughness because I couldn't be more pumped about the outcome of the game. Yes, there were moments that certainly deserve critique, but in their very first game playing together, for them to not only come out with the victory, but against a tough opponent and in that environment, I thought was amazing. And we're going to run through everything that happened in the game. But first things first, before we get into actually the X's and O's of what happened, I just wanted to comment on the stadium, the presentation, the crowd, the environment for Austin, for us to have eyes on a team for the first time. I just thought that they did the the environment there was amazing. I thought the crowd was awesome. I loved the way that uh, the stadium reacted with the lights and everything after they scored a goal. I was like, if this is what we're in for an MLS, sign me up. It's cool as heck, dude. Every time they would score, you know, the green the green lights, all the lights shut down and turn green. Uh, awesome. their, their badge is badass. They got great. Uh, they got great energy from the crowd, from their players. Um, yeah, you're right. That was a, it was a good example of a good home opener. And I and I feel like we'll bring something similar to that. I don't know if we're planning on going pink uh, or, you know, city red razzmatazz. Uh, lights when when we score a goal. But yeah, they they did something really cool. It, it kind of felt like and I don't know if you remember this. But remember those old storm games, St. Louis Storm, in between when they were the uh, the ambush and uh, and the steamers, they turned into St. Louis Storm. And when you would go, like the intros, everything would turn dark and it was lightning and all that kind of stuff. And it was like this really cool uh, interactive environment. That's kind of how Austin FC felt. And I bet you we bring the same kind of energy. But that was that was cool to watch on television. It was, and it made me wonder what City's going to do from a presentation standpoint. I can't wait to see what what we end up doing and how we put our own personal identity points on the in game presentation. But okay, Moon, let's enough of the fluff. Let's get into the game. Okay, so we have to talk about the first goal, the first goal in city history. We had Edward Lewin, beautiful cross, perfectly placed ball. Tim Parker, he comes up big with the goal. He is the first person in St. Louis City SC history to score for the team. He throws the ball under his shirt, sucking his thumb in celebration. What was your reaction when that happened? To put, by the way, City up 1-0. I was so stoked. I was just so relieved, so freaked out from those first few minutes watching every player, really kind of for the first time in this in this environment. And we had talked about Tim Parker uh, a few episodes uh, ago and kind of like zoned in on him. So I knew a bit more about him than I did some of the other players. So that was exciting to know. And then Watching Tim Parker, if we're going to start with the letter grades and we're going to start with Parker, he was the best in the backfield. He's going to absolutely be counted on. He is one of the few players that actually scored an A for me and not just because of the goal, but he's bringing energy. He's bringing clear confidence. He's bringing everything. He is going to be a key component for the team and for Berkey, our goalie, going forward. So Tim Parker, very impressive and very composed. And uh, that was something I was worried about with this brand new team. And mm-hmm. overall, I was really impressed with their composure. And a lot of it started with Parker. Okay, well, let's pivot then to Berkey. So after City scores, Austin answers back. Uh, the player sees Berkey off the line. He kind of lobs it over him like a rainbow into the back of the net. What did you think of Berkey's performance? Uh, Berkey got a solid B. I thought Berkey was okay. Obviously, he didn't come up with any, you know, ridiculous saves or any of that kind of stuff. His uh, his save, his shot to save percentage was uh, decent and to be expected. But honestly, um, he's our captain. He's a uh, he's our most expensive guy. He's one of the most experienced guys. And I don't care if you're screaming in German or Danish or English or whatever it is. I feel like he has 
a little bit more to prove as a captain as far as making sure his defenders are picking up people, especially on the back end of the net, on the back post. We let so many things, and I don't know. I, I couldn't even figure out what their defensive strategy was. It clearly wasn't man marking. I don't know if it's some weird zone thing. I'm not sure what they were going for, but they left men open, um, especially with an Austin team, too, that, that's got some quickness and got some chemistry. Uh, they made me really, really nervous. And a lot of that's going to come out on Berkey when he's not keeping clean sheets. Um, so as a, as a captain and as a goalie, uh, I think he needs to step up a bit more in controlling that defense and really shouting out, which is why I think he really needs to to rely on Parker uh, and some of those other center backs. And we've got good defenders too. Josh Yarrow came in as a uh, as a sub. He's really skilled. Like we we have, we've put together a decent defense as far as, you know, a low budget goes. Uh, so Berkey's needed, he needs to scream at him. And I, and I hope we see more of that. Okay. So after that goal, the Verdes were attacking, they had some chances. I don't know about you, but I was getting nervous, but then they, they get the second goal, Austin FC up two one. And then this is one of the most exciting moments of the game. Austin FC with a defensive mistake. Keller was looking to pass the ball back. Stroud and his return to Austin snags it. He was in the offsides position, but since he was the ball was getting passed back, it was a fair play. He got the ball, Moon. He had the time. He gathered himself. Talk about composure. He settles it for the equalizer 2-2. A goal changes a game. It just does. And that was not only like the absolute spark of hope for St. Louis City, that was an absolute punch to the gut for Austin. That changed everything everything. I feel so bad for that kid. He made a simple mistake. He wasn't, mm -hmm. he wasn't focused on it. And uh, Stroud, I don't know if that was planned or if he was just being lazy because um, he was giving a lot of energy. My only real critiques, critiques for him is he is, he was super zealous uh, and not as composed as a midfielder, as we would like to see a midfielder uh, being. He was really jumping in. Now, maybe Maybe coach has him or another player not as worried about the defensive stuff and just attack-minded pressure, pressure, pressure. But his pressure is going to be easy to get around if he's diving in um, on on attackers like he was. He was overcommitted uh, on a lot of stuff. I'm super happy he got a goal. He's clearly mm -hmm. very, very skilled. And I look forward to seeing him improve over the course of the season. Absolutely. And sometimes all you need in sports, right, is to capitalize on the opposition's mistake. And clearly yeah. that was the turning point for City. He would have had a C, but with the goal, it gets, <laughs> gets him to a B minus or, or a B. And I think I'm being generous. That's a little extra credit there. I like it. Okay. Well, at the 85-minute mark, guess who it is? It's Klaus. We had, we talked about this a little bit when we gave our first round of player bios. We said, Klaus, one name. He's Brazilian, so he loves the one name. You're going to hopefully be screaming it out a lot. He gets the ball. He has that deaf move where he, he cuts the ball. He kind of lost his balance a little bit as he was turning it inside. He beats the defender, but then he pokes it in with the outside of his foot. Not easy to do. He gets it into the left back corner, and it's three to two city. Yeah, Klaus, I was really uh, not impressed for a long time with Klaus, and it wasn't necessarily his fault. I see that we're playing like a 4-5-1 uh, with him up, and it's it's a dump and run. We're playing like old-school 80s hockey all of a sudden. So that, that, that looked like 
the plan from the get-go is every midfielder, every single time they got the ball in that first half, it was like they were just trying to dump to Klaus, dump to Klaus, dump to Klaus. Now he showed with that goal that you just mentioned, he showed clear skill. Like the guy has great footwork, uh, great control on the ball. He's kind of big and he's kind of clunky. Um, so I don't see him being one of those like sprint, you know, out sprint the last two defenders kind of guy. He's going to be more of a use your weight Drogba sort of body guy and then use his foot skills to to put in balls, which is exactly what he did. And 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 I love him. And I love I freaking love him today. Absolute hero of of the match. I think they even gave him MVP maybe. Um, but uh uh, let me let me let me say it this way. I, he was getting a solid C minus, and again, not necessarily his fault, but sort of like the 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 way you're going to play. Um, and his skills brought him up, and his goal obviously brought him up to a solid B or B B plus. Um, I hope that injury was something really light. It almost looked like he either injured it on that little trip, or maybe in his celebration, or or something. But he 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 left the the field right after mm-hmm. that. Um. But it's going to be interesting to see how we adjust to the league and how we adjust to defense going, oh, okay, all we got to do is mark this one big guy who's not going to outrun us, and we're going to be okay with this dump and run ball. Um, I hope – so, you know what, that's a perfect transition. He's clearly, clearly skilled. Not the fastest guy, maybe not the best guy in the air, clearly skilled. He's going to be a big focal point for our team. Where we have to make sure that we're supporting him is the midfield. So why don't you talk about number 10 because I'm – not going to be nice. Well, go ahead. The floor is yours. I was just going to say that there was drama at the end. Austin with a big chance. They hit the crossbar. City clears it, and they win three to two. I don't even know if, we, if we've given the final score yet. Oh, Most yeah. people listening to this podcast will know that City won three to two. But I was just going to wrap it up. But please, Professor Moon, give us the rest of your grades. And I'm not a professor. I'm not a, I'm not a professional coach. I'm nothing. I'm just a fan that likes to watch and study and yell and, 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 uh, and critique. But, man, I was really, really disappointed in big number 10. Uh, Edward Lewin, like, I, I gave him an absolute F. Thought he was extremely flat. He had no thoughts. Extremely lousy defending. I don't know how who we have to replace him right now, but overall, I think our fitness leaves something to be desired, and if you're going to compete in this league, you, you, this is not the biggest league. You got a lot of little guys. If you watched Atlanta and their comeback, which really wasn't deserved, they won 2-1 over San Jose. It's all because they got one or two guys with unbelievable fitness and ridiculous skill right at the end, but that's going to happen in this league. It's something that's happened in this league a ton over the last decade is last minute winners, last minute goals, last minute equalizers. And it's a lot. It's going to come down to good fitness. We have decent uh, defense and we have a great goalie. So if we get outdone as far as fitness, we're going to have some of those some of those uh, disastrous chances like Austin had with that crossbar hit late in the game. If you go back and watch, watch number 10 in the second half, the dude lost the ball more than anybody touched the ball. I mean, every single possession that guy had, he lost the ball. He had the corner kick assist, I believe, with Parker, but a couple of his a couple of his corners were garbage. I don't know if he was just gassed. He looked like he was completely out of gas, and he was certainly out of creativity. I'm not trying to crash on the guy. I'm sure he's a nice feller. I hope he doesn't listen to this. But I hope, I hope Co- he does. <laughs> I hope Coach was watching because we cannot have a central mid wearing number ten that is so gassed out that he's not going to be helping Klaus. He He's not going to be helping Parker. We've got to demand more. Overall, though, I think the team 
really showed a lot of confidence and a lot of composure that I wasn't expecting. Couldn't agree more. By the way, back to Lewin really quickly. He He's one of the team's designated players. And I remember when uh, he was signed on the transfer from Germany, I was reading about him. And I think the plan was for a lot of the offense to run through him uh, because he is a strong two-way player. So I don't know if he's going to get benched. And I'm surprised that uh, maybe, Moon, that you wouldn't bump his grade up a little bit because of the cross no. that, that resulted in the goal from Parker. No, 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 no. It, it, just go back and watch all of his touches. He's clearly great. He ha- he he made one or two exceptional passes. You can see clearly the guy is skilled, but he was lacking in fitness. He was lacking in creativity. And boy, oh boy, did he lose the ball over and over and over. And when you have quick matches like the MLS is going to have and you have defenses that are poor. I mean, this is a porous league as far as defenders go. And if you can't rely on your midfielder, your number 10 that's supposed to be holding the ball, control the ball in the midfield. I I had in big bold letters in my notes, work the ball, look at the field, midfield, turn and use space. So we need our midfielders to be a bit more creative, to take more space and to work the ball, hold it, work it, whatever the game is requiring at that moment, whatever the strategy and the coach is requiring of that moment. I assure you, it's the opposite of losing the ball in the midfield. I love that your notes are so passionate and that you're so, you are very pointed and you're constructive criticism of the team and of the players. I love this from you, Moon, and I expect this moving forward. And I'm going to do the same thing. I'll start giving grades out too. But I thought just holistically, you couldn't have asked. I mean, of course, you you for certain players would have wanted maybe better performances. But for the first game that this team is playing together, going into that sort of environment versus a top-tier opponent, being able to, I mean, I think the, the word of the podcast is composure. Being able to maintain yourselves emotionally and be able to pull out a win, especially um, at the end there. I just thought it was an A, an A all around. I thought that you couldn't have really asked from a drama, from an excitement standpoint, more from the first game and a really good way to get the ball rolling momentum wise before you head home versus Charlotte. I'm overall positive. I'm ecstatic. I think it's extremely exciting. Um, it does look like that we have a deeper, a deeper bench as far as defenders than, than most teams. I mean, look at the weakness that Austin showed as soon as they lost one of their central mid uh, central defenders and we lost Vasilev there and put in a guy that was solid. And then we put in Yarrow who's solid. Like, mm-hmm. so that's going to be a big strength that I wasn't expecting. And when I was looking at it on paper and, and watching the whole league uh, this this weekend, I'm stoked and I'm more confident. Well, so, which is good for City with the pressing uh, attacking style. Yes, one can help, but we need fit <laughs> midfielders. I got it. I got it, Roy Kent. We need the fit fit <laughs> midfielders. I got it. I Listen, it. man, you're right. You you're the lasso, and I'm the kid in in this environment. I love it. No, we need that balance. That's why Ted Lasso and Roy Kent have such good synergy. Moon, and some days I'm going to be the Roy Kent, but after the first game, maybe I'm just riding high on the feeling of being able to finally watch a a city match. Like I was watching the game and I remember thinking, I cannot believe that this is finally here. And I know we talked about it at length last episode, but maybe because the victory happened and it happened in such dramatic fashion, um, I was very nervous there at the end. They got so lucky when, um, 
you know, the ball hit the crossbar. I thought that, that there was going to be an equalizer there at the end. But um, I don't know. I just am feeling so good and so happy and so positive because our city has a soccer team and they won their yeah. first game against a tough <laughs> opponent. My bar is like super low. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm I'm right there with you. I just like my wife and I, the, the kids had finally left the room because they, like, they were interested and they were really excited and looked like we were going to win. So they all left. And it's just my wife and I. And we are screaming at the TV. The, the sentence, what are you doing, was screamed so loudly, so many times that the kids were getting worried about us and then the game ended and we get quiet for a second and i turn and of course i'm standing like two feet from the tv i turn and i said this year is gonna kill me <laughs> this this season is gonna kill me so I, I i'm just a little worried about my health and i'm looking forward to mark who we're playing is uh, charlotte on the fourth that's the home opener and then we're away to portland also san jose is the following week that's a home match at city park on the 18th and then on the 25th is, is real salt lake who everybody kind of counts out all the time but they've been in the the playoffs like five out of the last six seasons or something like that so that's going to be a really really good match well if you get down there for the home opener you better facetime me so that i can feel it through the phone because like I said, I'm going to be having major FOMO. I can't wait for a report back from you because I, I have no doubt that you're going to make it down there on what the environment is like. And of course, we're going to be breaking down the match versus Charlotte. Again, it's on March 4th. And this is not free from Apple TV to Apple TV. You need to have the MLS season pass to watch this. And if you're listening to this podcast and you're a city fan or you're you're interested in getting into soccer, you do not want to, if you can't be down there in St. Louis, you don't want to not see the home openers. So be sure to get that MLS season pass on Apple TV. My takeaways, Moon, we have a soccer team. We're undefeated. We are good. Can't wait for the home opener. I, I don't know if Ted you've Lasso seen this. out. Ted Lasso yeah, out. I don't know if you've seen this, but we are in the Western Conference. We are second place, baby. That's top Woo! of the table. Top of the table. Dang near. <laughs> undefeated. That's right. Put some respect on our names. <laughs> I love it. Well, this has been uh, this has been fun, and hopefully, we're laughing this hard uh, after next weekend. Absolutely. And again, one more final reminder: home opener for City, March fourth versus Charlotte. Moon and I will be back next week to discuss it but until then Go!